Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, Collider fans, this is John Roca. February is the month that means one thing to the entertainment industry. The biggest movie awards of the year, the 91st Academy Awards. And our good friends at BetOnline.ag can get you right in on all the fun and action with the odds on who's going to win the biggest awards of the evening. How fun is that? Sign up today for a free account on BetOnline.ag and use the promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus. Yes, a 50% sign-up bonus. You can bet on a number of categories. Including best actor, best supporting actor, best actress, best supporting actress, best director, best movie. Do you think a star is born is going to do it? Do you think Rami Malik is a shoe in? Do you think Glenn Close has this locked up, or is Lady Gaga going to give her a run for her money? And do you think Roma, or is it Green Book, or even Black Panther the best picture? Use your mobile device today and sign up at betonline.ag using the promo code PODCAST1 for 50% sign-up bonus. Also, try in-game live betting for all the fun action. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 it's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We have four amazing Marvel Hulu shows to talk about. We have a certain runtime and an intermission, maybe? 
and lots of Aquaman news, including a trench sequel. Okay, yeah, and that's an option. That's yeah. something we can do. I'm very, what is that movie? There are so many oceans that we can go into and see various monsters inside. And we have a sequel writer, so at least Aquaman is evolving in directions, because <laughs> I love the first one, much like our guest today. Hello, everyone. Hey! Hey, Mike Kalinowski, thank you so much for coming back to Heroes. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to talk Aquaman with you, sir. I we haven't so. gotten to yet. I know. It's going to be fun. It's here. Here we so, are. This is episode 292, Amir. What? Eight weeks away from the Venom episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> wow. 300 looms. It's coming. So, 292. Lots of big news from both major houses. Let's start with Aquaman because Mike's here. Because I've been twitching to have this conversation for weeks. That's coming on, boy. Later on in the show. Well, you see, we also have a hero in his own right. Mr. Jay Barakel is coming on to talk about how to train your dragon. I am so excited because that man is Hiccup and he is a hero to me specifically. <laughs> I am so excited. So he'll be joining us in studio later on. He's as dapper and handsome as this gentleman here. I mean, he's better. More, I, so, more <laughs> so. More so. Handsome off. No. no, I wouldn't. So, Aquaman. Yes. Your feelings about the movie as we dive into the sequel talk. You know, I was uh, <laughs> I was in the middle of a show when this news dropped. And it, I think I had the reaction of the, huh. Huh. <laughs> 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 I, I, okay, let, in the world of Aquaman... In the Seven Kingdoms. I don't know if this would be the one that I would have gone with. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, let's, what do you guys I They're mean, the least verbal. So that's an interesting, so there's tricky no, there's situation. No dialogue there. That's well, the I guess the thing that we don't know is, like, who's in this movie? Because right. So the news that broke, we got two pieces of news this week. One is that uh, the, one of the writers from Aquaman 1 has been officially sort of attached to work on Aquaman 2, which mm-hmm. is rad. Yep. And another is, uh, slightly before that, that development is theoretically beginning on a spinoff that doesn't involve the characters from Aquaman, right. mm-hmm. but does involve some of the monsters that we saw. Right. Um, and so <laughs> earlier I was just like, I don't know, is it a Challengers of the Unknown see, movie? See, now, when that, you said that, yeah, that I was like, challenge Devils, go. Done. Drop them in a little bathosphere down there, and they're exploring. Done. And there's so many DC characters that can live in that world. There's so many DC yeah. characters that can be in that strange corner pocket. And we were talking right before the show. If James Wan is in any way involved in a trench movie, I can see what it is. I know the shape of it. I, I could live in that. And he's being all winky on Twitter. He's being like, yeah. I really liked that world. I'm not confirming anything. But, right. So it seems like he, he made a ghost clapping scarier than anything I saw I, that year. Anything he does, I'm in. The great thing about social media is because it's... It's you know instantaneous, and I love how everyone was like the trench movie. This is ridiculous. And James Wan comes out, I was like, well, I had an idea during filming. I don't know if we're going to do it. I was like, oh my god, we love it. It's just like we got his seal of approval, and then it just changes like, okay. everything. But like, I mean, in the movie of Aquaman, like watching it, there was a, you know so much going on, world building, and and something's happened. They're like, okay, so the kingdoms of Atlantis separated, and some mutated into the Fisher King, and some people mutated into the Trench. And you're just like, huh. Okay, I'm going to go along for the ride because yep. I'm on the ride. But uh-huh. now maybe it's like maybe this will be how when the kingdom separated, the trench evolved from a human-looking Atlantean to those. And if it's like Cronenberg, so like, if there's yeah. like a body horror movie coming from DC, that sounds spectacular. It's I think just we got that news before we got the sequel news. It was yeah. like a day later we were like, hey, we got a writer for the sequel. So it was a really alarming moment to be like, remember Aquaman? What about the trench? <laughs> so it just seemed to be out of nowhere. But now that we got the sequel as well, it yeah. seems like they're just building that world out, which I think is a great move because it made a billion dollars. I think uh, Aquaman is their new flagship. See, uh, people, they kind of jump what I thought was like, these characters, we talk about building cinematic universes, and then now they're doing their own thing. I think almost DC, every character has the ability to have its own universe. Like, mm-hmm. if you do a Batman film right, you've got your own cinematic universe in Gotham. Yeah. Right. Build off that. So Aquaman, I mean, 
maybe they're having this foreshadow, this foresight to go, you know, what? We, we've got an entire world, the seven seas down there, yeah. all these worlds, let's go. And I'm like, great. I admire, but I'm concerned by yeah. the sort of, like, the idea of we're going to spin off the world, but not the people that you've come to know. Yeah, because that's Because that, that's one of those... Like, I hope that people will go along for that ride, but, mm-hmm. like, I mean, unless... I, are we good with spoilers for Aquaman at this point? I think so. Two months unless this is right just, now. like, a Nicole Kidman Mad Max survival Ooh. thing, in which case I'm on board. Any day. Any day of the week. <laughs> that opening fight, her one-take fight, was yeah. one of the best things I've so, seen in superhero movies. <laughs> just two hours of her falling through and, like, fighting <laughs> people off, and you know that it ends happy because she right. was, like... And yeah. they do that thing that prequels do where she, like, builds the costume. Like, we see where that fin came from, and her <laughs> yeah. piece, and we're like, oh, well, that's how she became Indiana Jones of the Seas. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those. But I think no matter what, Aquaman is a great launching pad because I, I said before it felt like Wakanda where I wanted to go back to see the world as well as the people. So I want to yeah. see Atlantis, yes. the world as well as the people because it was so fleshed out and real. And that, I think the trench is that point. opportunity. I think yeah. I can see the trench being a corner of this world they're building and I'm in. Uh, now, normally there'd be plenty of time to talk about Aquaman until the cows come <laughs> home, but this is oh, a crazy week. We should add though that um, if you are curious about this, you want to be reading, you want to go back and check out the Jeff Johns Aquaman yes. run starting in 2011. That was the first run of the trench, wasn't it? I back think in the they 52? came up I remember yeah. I was like that was the coolest thing but they, they trapped the, the Justice League down there and it's terrifying but it's, yeah that's a great great run and the art is exactly the movie I was oh, so impressed my. with how they translated it yes. you read those panels and you're like wait I've seen this now it's incredible <laughs> yes. James Wan loved that comic and it feels yeah. every panel it's amazing so also this week in insane news I have been twitching you, I have you been, went nuts your head was gonna explode <laughs> Marvel and Hulu are making not one, not two, not three, but four and a half animated series leading to a fifth. And the fifth is The Offenders, which to me is a great nod at, oh, yes, we're aware of Marvel Netflix. We're Marvel Hulu. And look at these characters that are offensive. It's almost like, like, is that? And then they said, like, you know what? You don't want Daredevil Netflix? We might make Daredevil, too. So it's like, what? New what Hulu? is this? Yeah, Hulu just is like, you know, oh, we see what you're doing. Okay, we're going to do this. They and also like, acknowledge they're like, maybe Luke Cage, maybe Daredevil. Yeah. We like those guys. And everybody's like, yeah, we like them, too. Maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, what is this? What are you saying? To yeah, us I, it was it was crazy. Yeah. Um. I I I don't <laughs> like the title. I, I like you're all gonna be real surprised by this, but like the offenders, really? Like these series individually actually sound really fun. Um, I Patton Oswalt is a huge sweaty. Yep, Diamond yes. like I would you know crawl over something to watch him do a Modoc series. That's gonna be amazing. Howard the Duck, that's Kevin gonna be amazing. Yeah. Um in no world did I predict a Tagra and Dazzler show, but you know I'm on board. And so, the most important yeah. series to happen, perhaps ever. Hitmonkey is coming at us. This now, if you don't know Hitmonkey, you're probably one of many. Hitmonkey's John Wick as a monkey. John Wick that shoots with his feet. He's in a suit. He's got emotions. He cries. He feels. He's a so, monkey. So he's not just throwing poop at people. Oh, no, no. He's it's his another option. Okay. He's got four right. limbs to do it with. Who knows? Okay. He might multitask. So I picture angry monkeys throwing poop at the zoo. That's a beautiful arc. But, I'd love hey. to see his origin story involve poop flinging. But I, I, the best, though. John Wick as a monkey is great because he interacts with. There's a 
great Spider-Man Deadpool arc with Hitmonkey, and the entire time he's outsmarting Deadpool because he doesn't think to use his feet. So he's like shooting with his feet while he's distracting him with his hands. And that in animated form can be a brilliant, tangible, creative yes. endeavor. And I think I personally like the Offenders because Modok is a machine designed only for killing. Yeah. Hitmonkey <laughs> is a very offensive Mental monkey. And I think Howard the Duck is snarky and offensive. And yeah. all he's of trapped things, in a world he never made. It's great. I love it. like Offenders. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so, as soon as I read that, I was like, not only is it tongue-in-cheek, these are all tongue-in-cheek characters that are aware they're tongue-in-cheek. There's yeah. so many levels of, like, <laughs> Why is I'm Howard the you? Defense and offense are opposite concepts. I get it. I just it makes me concerned because it calls back to styles of humor that I like. I find less successful. Like mm-hmm. I love satire. I love uh, a lot of Adult Swim stuff. Um, but there's there is sort of like a. I have often found that if people are proud of being offensive, I am not thrilled with the content that they create. Because I, I um, it's like, not the 60s and we're not disrupting dinner parties with cool George Carlin swear words anymore. <laughs> it's a different, like, that, that, that was, this is a separate thing. But the shows themselves, I hope, are going to be hilarious and awesome, and I'm very excited for them. What I think is interesting is the Deadpool animated series would have lived perfectly in here. Donald Glover's Donald Deadpool Glover's would one. have lived right in so, this. So what you're saying, do you, do you mean, like, as far as, like, we can do this, so we're going to do it, no matter if it's good or not? Like... Like, the, the content that they're spewing out of their mouths is just like, okay, it's just being crass to be crass, and it's not creative. And if it, it's, it, it's I, the specific, like, proud of... <laughs> I did not mean to derail this conversation no, no, here. No, no, no. But I, it's, it's just a question of, like, crassness for crassness's sake can be gratuitous and can be very funny. Yeah. But the version of I'm setting out to be offensive that involves, like, maybe I'm going to hurt some people's feelings, and yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That rarely ends in comedy I enjoy. It usually doesn't end up being funny either. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so, it's, you're like, okay, I see what but you're like, doing, and it's not But the people hitting. they've got on board, I trust yeah. a lot of these, these people. I think they're going to do some good shit, and maybe it's just that the name was too good to pass up. And maybe that's not what it right. signals at all, and I'm just off I the see, Yeah, I see what you're saying. The, you know the what I mean? creatives give me enough hope that I would be worried if these names weren't announced along with the titles. Like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, that team. Yeah, like, come on. Aqua Teen and Kevin Smith equals Howard the Duck, that I'm it, in. I mean, we're living in an age where people's social media, you kind of, it gives you your brand. And so Patton Oswalt, seeing just how he is online, and and whether it's political or whatever, you see, he's like, oh, this is a guy that has so much to say. He's so clever about it. He can can offend without offending, Mm -hmm. but it's smart. You think it's like, oh, that's really smart. So, yeah, okay, it makes sense. So we've had the many conversations about Deadpool, where Deadpool is a character when written poorly is just offensive and not fun, not smart, not intellectual. Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is so many layers above some of the comics, and it is offensive to some, but the character's heart is what beats through. And and as you've pointed out, often in the comics, they do other more interesting things that that, ultimately reluctantly got me on board the Deadpool train. (laughs) Yeah, he he found his way. He found his voice. (laughs) And I think these characters have definitely had boor- poorly written issues but I think with these people behind it can find the actual beating part of who they are like we were saying before Tigra is a, a poor woman in a bikini and there's she's literally she's a great character uh, but she's stuck with the lot of being a tiger in a bikini uh, give yes. Tiger clothes I feel like K-19. they're gonna give Tiger clothes like those things I don't think she's ever had a, like a full outfit has she there's it's gotta be like bikini. it's gotta be like 
like one issue of West Coast Avengers. West or something Coast, and she's that, like, like in Wonder Man. Her talking, maybe she's wearing a, like a robe or something. Maybe just like, <laughs> Shout out to her in Avengers Academy, by the way. One of my favorite runs. She is a great character. Dazzler is obviously oh. a wonderful character. Now we, we need to acknowledge this is a Marvel property with a Fox character. The first time I think we've seen this much evolution in the Fox oh. Marvel merger. Dazzler is a fully Fox owned character. Yeah. She is now in a Marvel animated series on Hulu. This is a big moment in this merger. The ink has dried somewhere because Dazzler is with Tiger. Yeah, we're, we're hitting that weird threshold now where it's just like, oh, they're saying like, okay, these X-Men movies, these aren't happening anymore. Yeah. Gambit's not happening anymore. But now we're doing this. And so we're starting to get that like, uh, and new what's going on these, here. Like a Howard the Duck animated series. Yeah. A Modoc animated series. Can we? Ju- and also, this is Heroes, so I need to say, John Schnepp made this happen. Like Modoc <laughs> hit you, my yes. willed it into the Duck. Like as soon as I heard Modoc show, I was like, dude, thank you. Yes. Like this is exactly for him. And Modoc is is John's boy, so I was very excited for this announcement. I think this is going to be exactly his wheelhouse. It's animated. It's the I, most John. I thing. love that they're doing this because uh, uh, one of the things I've championed is, is always like the 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 DC like if you don't like the movies there's the animated and there's the kids right. animated and there's the Lego it's something for everyone like so yeah. Marvel's now getting all of this like their animation that stuff ramping up and I think that's phenomenal I mean I don't know if this show will be for me because like you said like that humor doesn't really resonate with me as much um, but it's it's broadening its appeal I think that's a key to success. And it's part of what we love about comics is that there yes. is something for everybody. Like, not every comic series is for me, and that's cool. Right. That's part of the beautiful wide world of comics. Now, I have a feeling I am going to be completely <laughs> addicted to these shows uh, because even if I'm complaining now, like, yes. look at these characters! Look at this lineup! This is ridiculous! And it's happening on Hulu. Right. And who knows what that means for the future. Hopefully yeah. it means good things for uh, shows that we love that are currently on Hulu and our Marvel joints. And uh, we've heard rumors that season three is sounding good and it's moving forward. It wasn't fully a news story because it's it's a rumor, but I feel like that's a pretty tangible rumor. I'm excited. Runaways I'm, is... We is, oh, Runaways, yes, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I think the last time I saw it, we talked, it was just aired. Yes. We were talking about it. It just aired. Now, um, what do you guys think about the rumor of not just New Mutants coming to Hulu, but now rumor of them revitalizing those shows? We briefly touched on it a second ago. Do you think Hulu is going to be the safe hub for Marvel properties? Did, was it New Mutants, the movie's going to yeah. go? Yeah, I that heard was, that. That was like an internet rumor. We're not yeah. sure if I don't know about that it. one. But that rumor plus the Daredevil Luke Cage swoop up. Oh, I, plus, think, I think there's traction to that. Yeah. I think we've heard nothing. It hasn't tested well or whatever, but it's just like, oh, there, and this is happening, the merger. If there was no merger ever happening, it'd be a film. It'd be out there. But now it's just like, yeah. it seems like Hulu's being like, oh, you know. It's There's a platform. Seem, it always seemed like the, the, little, the little brother to Netflix. And now, but if you can get the, all this, if you can get the Daredevils and all that back, because everyone, we all love yeah. them. We want to yeah. see more of them. But Netflix is like, well. Essentially, then anymore. we'll have Marvel Max and Marvel Knights yeah. both happening on Hulu. Yeah. And that'll be a good divide for people that are worried about the Disney brand overshadowing R-rated content. True. Oh, yeah. it's a Hulu show that's not on the Disney Plus app. If, yeah. if Daredevil and Punisher and those shows can live on the Hulu app, then I don't feel like Disney Plus will be as worried about their perception. Because I don't think Punisher can exist on a... Ne- like, I don't think I can click Disney Plus and find Punisher and have it be the right. show. <laughs> like, I don't feel yeah. like that's going to happen. I Whereas, I can click you. Hulu, the Handmaid's Tale network. Like, yeah. I can click on you, things that... Like, Hit Monkey also not a Disney Plus situation. Such a great idea because as much as everyone's like Disney's gonna do R rated, it's like, but you don't understand Disney's base. And and a mom slipping through and she sees Punisher, you know, with the bloodied all his face as the screensaver. She's like, Disney, what am I doing on the service that I'm paying for? They just want to make sure that nobody ever accidentally lands on Punisher when they were going for because they can own all this, but they need to compartmentalize. They need umbrella corporations. They need these pockets. They had had Touchstone for a while. Disney and Miramax. Yeah, those offshoots that still fall. 
they're still getting the money. Right. But didn't have to have the name associated. And I think that's yeah, incredibly Yeah, like Chasing smart. Amy and Dogma are not Disney yeah. films, yes. but they're Disney films. Right. And I'm sure they did not need that association at the time. Yes. <laughs> so I think this is a great announcement for animation. I think it's great for us seeing this uh, merger evolve. And I think these are characters that don't necessarily get their time to shine, except for in this format. I never <laughs> yeah. thought Hitmonkey. I, like, I did a Screen Junkie show where I said that the characters that would never exist, most of these were on it. So That's the amazing. fact that they're coming out, this is the perfect time for nerds. Like, this is a victory lap. It's pretty amazing. So I'm very excited. That was one of my favorite announcements I've ever had as a host was saying Hitmonkey's coming soon. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, we also had a rumor last week that it was uh, very beginnings of a rumor, but we didn't get to really touch on it last week's show. Avengers Endgame. Now, mm. we've almost gotten certain confirmation is three hours, maybe a little over three hours. Yes. But the rumor that came out was there was going to be an intermission. Now, myself, personally, I think that'll throw off the pace. I'm team no intermission. I'm team hold it. Now, I think we can survive three hours of full prance, and I think that's how Art is meant to be portrayed. If you made one movie, I don't think they shot it with an intermission in mind. Right. I'm there's... not team intermission. I also think there's a certain, like, let's go to the lobby and talk for 10 minutes. That's, like, what do right. you, that's weird. Yeah, I get uh, But what do you guys think about the idea of a little break? <laughs> uh, I think that it seems unlikely at this point. I'm pretty sure this is just, like, you know, the, the quote that I've seen for, is about them saying, like, you know, oh, it's it seems like it's working. Very few people are getting up to go to the bathroom. And three hours is a lot of movie. Like, I, you know, I'm the theater kid, so... Lots of stuff can have intermissions, but there's a whole science to it where you plan a giant number right before intermission so everyone's yeah. excited yeah. and doesn't leave. Um, like, and if you didn't plan for that, maybe, like, you know, if your movie's four hours long, put an intermission in it. Uh, but three, we can handle. Like, it was Avengers Infinity War is 240. An extra yeah. 20 minutes isn't going to change, but an intermission will change. That'll, that'll make it feel like two movies, or it'll make it feel separated. So I don't yeah. think it works for this That being said, I'm not thrilled about the idea of desperately needing to pee right at the end of Avengers. So <laughs> if they do the intermission, I'm going to take advantage of. Now, if I think Thor moment, Thor's landing would have been like, he comes down, then it's like intermission. If they can find a moment where we're like, uh," and then the whole intermission, we're talking about it, we're overwhelmed, we're excited. We're spoiling it for the people coming into the theater, yeah. That's that's, (laughs) that's something, but I'm torn too. Like, I like to get the 64-ounce when I go to the movies. Uh And I remember... You know, yeah. See, he knows. <laughs> but you sit there, and then towards the end, you start you start unbuckling your button in the top, and the belt You're starts like, coming I down. Can do it. And you start sinking down. Like if I don't move, I won't be myself. <laughs> but I can't see what happens. But I went to the bathroom in Aquaman, and then I had seen it the second time, and I was like, oh, I went. In an amazing scene. It was right before the trench where him and Mara had their great scene. It was like some no, of the best acting the boat, between the two of them. Yeah. Oh, no. And I missed that the first time. My buddy was like, Oh, you just, they just they're going to the trench. That's what he told me. I see the second time. Like, I developed a romance. One of the best acting scenes between the two of them. Oh, so it's like you don't know what you're going to miss if you yeah. have to pee. You know I'll what? see Infinity War multiple times, so I'll see what I miss. But at this point, we've earned the three hours. You've earned it, Russo Brothers. Give it to us. Yeah. Let us be our own judge of if we got to pee or not. Yeah. We're going to see it multiple times, so we'll see what we miss. You know what you I know. would love? Uh, if DC had a boat scene in every movie, like Netflix's hallway. Because I love you the know, boat scene with Wonder Woman and Chris Pine. It was, I, 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 I linked it back to that. It was if, like the best scene. Yeah, yeah. if the best scene in the movie is a great conversation on a boat, and that's their through line, I'd be a very happy yeah. one. Like, that's if why they, they shoot that the in. trench. The secret is boats. The boats. It all makes sense now. The boat. There we go. Man of Steel uh, 2 on a boat. I don't know why or how, but make yeah. it happen. 
So uh, yeah, I'm 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 sans animation. I'd say I'm not gonna, not gonna go for it. Yeah, it's, but, not, it's yeah. not for me. You're making a compelling argument to me for why they should go ahead and put one in. Because yeah, because you will miss. And in this movie, I don't want to like, miss anything. Because they're saying in this movie, it's like we're, we're, every relationship's got to have its time. Because like, going back to Infinity War, as much as I love it, I missed the the moments, the little moments with Cap seeing Bucky again for the first time. And they mm-hmm. says like, well, we we kind of happened off screen, and we had so much real estate. This they're saying we're giving you everything. Yeah. Those moments you've wanted for ten years. We're, so it's like, I don't so want to miss any of those. Give it an intermission and make it like three and a half hours long. Put back in everything oh, that you just had to no cut. No deleted yes. scenes. You, it'll take a box office hit because you can't have as many showings. But don't worry, we're all going to see it anyway. Yes, um, please. It is worth it. Give us more. Every yeah. Avengers meets the other. Every single scene we've wanted. 22 films so completed nice. here. And they, Give us. They keep saying how much they're giving us. So I, even those character moments, I, I don't want to miss. Because usually you're like, okay, we just had an action beat. Now to go to the bathroom. But it's those character moments that are the best. And you don't want to miss those. You don't want to miss an action scene. So There's gonna yeah. be nothing we're going to suffer through it. Pure pants. Yep. <laughs> or buy diapers. Adult, have, guys, diapers. adult diapers. Adult diapers. Exist. No shame in it. Enjoy Endgame. The Endgame is the diaper. There we go. Now, we have a bunch of minor mutations that broke this week. A lot of news happened this week. So we're going to power through those before our guest arrives. And we're going to cycle back to all the news, starting with the great... Marvel DC food fight of 2019. Dude. Shout out to Gail Simone, our lady of benevolent trolling. Uh, uh, you just we'll, we'll dive into it, but go on the internet, just look up what your favorite fast foods company is, and you'll see what there's madness unfolded. <laughs> Jack Black wants to be the penguin. Perfect casting. Captain Marvel's website is the most beautiful GeoCity site you've never been to. Check it out. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, the Gotham showrunner teases the finale, says it feels like a Batman pilot. Clever, clever. Yeah, poetic. Jupiter's Legacy has added a cast member to Netflix. We're going to talk about him. It's a great choice. whole bunch of them. Uh, there's a new teaser for Umbrella Academy, which is almost friggin' here. We have our very first look as Mark Ellis is Pennyworth. I mean, <laughs> this gentleman has been cast as Pennyworth, and maybe that's why Movie Talk is missing Mark Ellis. Look at it! It's amazing! Uh, the BAFTAs and the Grammys happened this weekend. Black Panther and Spider-Verse are still cleaning up on the awards circuit. Marvel Studios' first Grammy, I think. This weekend, the world has ramifications. So Brian Singer's Red Sonia has been halted. We'll talk about that in a moment. Well, my comment is good. Uh, and some news that I think is incredibly exciting: uh, EC Comics has announced a deal with Netflix for a weird fantasy anthology show and a Bill Gaines biopic. And if you're not already sure why that is so exciting, we're going to tell you. So, as our guest this week, we just threw ten giant news stories at you. Yes. What excites you most? Uh, oh gosh, um, <laughs> I think it here so much. The food fight I thought was hysterical. Uh, the Baptist <laughs> Awards was great. Um, what was the first one? Uh, well, uh, oh, the Penguin. Penguin. Yes. Penguin. The Gotham thing, and uh, uh, Brian Singer. Oh, wait, we have to talk yeah, about we it. haven't really talked about it we'll on the touch show. We'll that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So whichever one you want to lead off with there. Well, right now? Yeah. Oh, Brian Singer. <laughs> yeah. Brian Singer. Because that is a... Like, okay, so the production's halted. Mm-hmm. At least they're sort of saying it is not for sale at this year's kind of... Like, the normal process of, like, selling rights to a film yeah. as you get ready to make it. They've said that's not happening right now. But, so they didn't say it's canceled, but everyone is sort of like, okay, that's what this means, is it's halted right now. I almost saw that as, like... First of all, they were they almost, like, doubled down every time it was being announced. Like, well, we're sticking by our filmmaker. Everyone's going, oh! Why did you say that? At this point, though... Why not just go, we're taking him off the project, and we're finding a, a director and going forward? It's almost like this entire project has been now, no, don't shove the whole thing because you're, you backed the wrong horse. Get a different director. Mm-hmm. 
Just go. They Why? Took, his name was taken off of Bohemian Rhapsody. They had another director, a great director, come on and take over who's going to do Rocket Man. So if actually, this is a moment I want to take. If you support Bohemian Rhapsody for the movie, you should go see Rocket Man because that director took over the film and made a lot of it what it is today and that movie might not as get as much love it is a movie about Elton John it comes out this year support I think his name is Dexter Fletcher who took over the film because that's an important thing he took over a movie that's after a someone was character. fired you made yeah. Dexter Fletcher is not a real name I'm going to find out his name I think but that's a perfect I, name no Dexter I'm making Fletcher. a terrible joke a... Dexter Jetster is a Star Wars character please <laughs> continue I'm just being a jerk but I think it's I think it's great to support the man who took over the film finished it off and he's got his own movie coming out this year also biopic this one's about Elton John but I that movie's not getting as much love because it's not the Oscar thing right. and I think it's really important that man who i'm going to learn his name gets his time to shine but i think it is i didn't make up a name dexter fletcher i'm sorry i was just being a jerk you were totally right dexter jetster yeah, yeah. that's from yeah there are, are that's you saying it. you're some sort of offender you're throwing jokes okay. at me oh. Throw me off. Oh. i'm the troll so all along what do you think so she doesn't like him she's hogging the trolling <laughs> what do you think about the red sonia situation uh i think that they uh, should work with someone else. We haven't talked about it on the show, but a few weeks ago, uh, an Atlantic article was published with a lot of new allegations against Brian Singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, that side of it is not necessarily like our part of news, but it certainly, I know for me, reading that article really changed my feelings about a lot of stuff. Uh, and I think that he does not make sense as the best fit for a Red Sonja movie. No. It has been theorized by folks that they probably have some kind of deal where they're going to have to pay him either way. Of which course. Is why he's they're gonna, like, there's contracts. There's yes. lawyers. Reluctantly, reluctant to let it go, but it is the right call, and I hope that something different yeah. happens. Now, there is a perfect fit that was teased this week, and that is Jack Black. Because I need to say that I never for thought Red of this Sonya. name. Yeah, Jack Black is Red Sonia all day. I had never thought of Jack Black as the Penguin. And as soon as he said it in that interview, my brain just filled in every I, comic I read. Josh Gad was taking kind of all the, the press of like, because he kept tweeting out and he was at DC and he had taken pictures with Matt Reeves. And right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to say this. I think, and you guys all know this, like in these comic book films, you get all these characters. And just because he's the Penguin and he's in it doesn't need to be the main characters. Like, as you guys know, the Penguin, have him be the owner of the Iceberg Lounge and have him be in every single Batman film. He's just. A supporting character. I think that is brilliant. And I think I that, want that his type of comedy is perfect. His physicality yeah. is perfect. No matter how big of the character is. And we hear it's going to be a lot of rogues. We hear yeah. it's going to yeah, rotate through the so, Batman. I want an actor that can shine in five minutes. Yeah. And I think Jack Black is that man. Like yeah. him showing up in a movie. I'm already invested in the Penguin because I, it's Jack Black. Yeah. There's so many great things about Jumanji. He was the thing that I still remember to this day. He was so good. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since I had liked him in something. And I've seen that as like, yeah, this, this Jack Black as like, as a Penguin, perfect. Yeah, perfect. I think he totally lands. And, that, and that's so far, it's just a thing he said just he wanted to play. Right. Sneak him into Birds of Prey. Start connecting oh, that stuff as together. The, as the owner of the club. And just yeah. have it just be, you know, he can pop One up every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Now, we also, this week, we should talk about the Twitter madness. Because <sighs> I love <laughs> that Gail Simone made every single fast she started food. it, right? She, yeah, she, she, did. she poked the bear and it became a whole internet sensation. Now, Wendy's is an incredible triumph in snarkiness. They were, oh, I forgot what it was a couple of months ago that they went off on something about it, not, not couple related, but they're just like, oh, oh, you're really good, Wendy's. But Whoever their social media person is. Saga is on hiatus. It is now <laughs> a piece of pop culture lexicon that is so important to comic fans that the Wendy's verified Twitter said, that's a shirt, that's yeah. a light, like, that's a 2019 was, moment. Yeah. It was amazing. And that turned into this great war of, like, DC Comics. Jim Lee tweeted a photo of him eating Burger King back. Right. And, like, everyone on both sides is interacting and all I because they of... they had, like, McDonald's Yeah, they had one Burger like, King, one McDonald's. Didio and Lee yeah, yeah, like, like, he was just having Burger a meeting. Crown. Oh, just, everything but okay. Wendy's is present. Yes. <laughs> so I just, I think it's really cool that we're living in a time where not only are comics mainstream, not only are comics popular, but both sides of these brands are reflecting the art of comic books and it's there raising awareness. There are secret nerd 
it's everywhere, and I'm yeah, excited. And, and sitting the two of us on this panel, Marvel News, DC News, at one point, it's just like, you know, Mike's saying things about Marvel when it's only like DC, and you're back and forth. It's like, no. Like them all, and it's all fun. At the end of the day, it's comic books, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It gets so riled up. And, and, and now more people know Gail Simone's name, who is a yeah. brilliant comic creator. So I, every single part of this brought awareness to things I want awareness brought to. And I think it's a really magical thing that yeah. brands can be this way. And comics are part of the conversation every day. This was trending worldwide. That's and people funny. now, like Saga is something people had to Google, and whoa, what a journey they must have gone Oof. on. So Oof. speaking of magical journeys to go on, I am a giant How to Train Your Dragon fan. I have loved this <laughs> franchise for a decade. I am deeply and passionately in this world. We saw this film and I had the highest of expectations because the first two mean the world to me so I was, the third one I was nervous. It's the first trilogy I've been nervous about because landing How to Train Your Dragon 3 is a hell of a landing. So today we have a hero here at Collider Heroes hiccup himself. Jay Barakel, it is an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. How are you? Good. I, how are you today? Very well, thank you. Dude, deep love with this series. Man. Thanks. Thanks very much. And I'm this last one landed. It. It's what? a special film. Yeah, it's a real special film. I think it's, uh, for my money, it's the it's the best one. I think so, too. Yeah. It is. It, it's a, an exquisite trilogy. I agree. Uh, and it has been interesting. What, what was different for you about this part of Hiccup's journey? Oh, um, just that... It, it tests uh, everything that he's fought for, right? The, the sort of uh, defining, uh, driving aspect of his life has been this 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 utopia uh, of finding a way to get dragons and Vikings to to co- not just coexist, but to uh, make each other stronger and all this stuff. And in this one. Uh, he's put in this kind of existential crisis and he has to ask himself if this utopia he's fought for is actually the best thing for everyone. Mm. And it's kind of a heartbreaking spot for him to find himself because uh, that's that's how he's defined. Everything he's done is to, to create and preserve and foster this way of life that, in fact, is probably wrong. Mm. And I just am like... That's a, that's a heavy, sad thing to take <laughs> on. And it's also kind of a nuanced gray area theme I think you know which is like again that's something we've luckily never shied away from in these movies we always end up and I think that's kind of why they rise above the din the way that they do is because they have the ring of truth to them you know now Animated films, I already have a hard time wrapping my brain around acting them because you're acting either opposite like a tennis ball or a speaker or yeah, a microphone. A microphone, really usually just a microphone. You're in a sound booth. Possibly the, the, the literal aesthetic opposite of the hidden world, the beauty and majesty <laughs> of the hidden world, is a recording studio just covered in like sound blankets and a microphone. The hidden world turned into Burning Man, and I love that. Yes, like, yeah, at one point yeah. I was like, yes, the playa, we're here. Yeah. And instead you're in a sound booth. Yes. Now, you're acting opposite not just a, a microphone, but your character you act opposite a lot. Yeah. Is not speaking, yeah, and your relationship is incredible. What yeah. was it like as an actor to form a relationship with a character that doesn't speak English opposite a microphone? Yeah, um, well, it's it's two. It, uh, luckily, I had three things to draw upon. Uh, I'm a terrible uh, daydreamer. I'm like crippled by my imagination and mm-hmm. have been my whole life. So, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily hard for me to fill in that those particular blanks. Um, also, uh, lived with cats all my life, and now dogs as well. And so I have a whole bunch of practice of like baby talking to an animal, you know, Um, and then, uh, you know, Dean Dubois, our um, incredible writer, director, one of the world's great artists and storytellers. He kind of has such a 
specific instinct for how everything should uh, look and feel that when he kind of walks me through it, um, I see it all. So even if it's just him, uh, a script, and me on Skype, literally on Skype, um, because it's coming, all of it comes from his head and his heart. It's all so vivid that it might as well be all there, and so it's it's very easy to imagine myself in that situation. Yeah, because I get to work with him, and he's incredible. I thought this one landed the anticipation and the build of waiting four years, and it didn't yeah. disappoint. And Good. your character's arc evolves in such a beautiful way that each time mm. he becomes more of a chief, he becomes yeah. more of a leader. Every time. Was there anything that spoke to you differently in the first script and the last as you evolved as playing Hiccup? Like you as yeah. a man growing through this character. Definitely, because I think I, I, I did my first recording session for Hiccup uh, 12 years ago, so it would have been like July or August of 07. Wow. And... Um, and, and for me, it was all about uh, remembering. When I was doing the character then, I was remembering what it was to be kind of raised in the margins to feel, um, if not completely at odds, to not necessarily feel like I had a ton in common with the uh, society I was born into, right? Like, because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I had no interest in playing hockey, and that's what every boy does where I'm from. And so I had a strong... A- and, by the way, I also knew that, like, all these things that were kind of... Uh, I was told by kids were failings of mine when I was in elementary school as I grew up, realized these things are actually virtues, right? So I was kind of channeling all of that the first time I played Hiccup. At this point, as I'm going to be 37 in April, I have far more responsibility than I did when I was 24, uh, just like Hiccup. And so kind of neatly, it somehow has dovetailed with with, with my life in 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 a pretty cool way. That's gorgeous. I know you're a Punisher man. Yeah, <laughs> so this is a comic book show, and I can't <laughs> ignore the fact that a Punisher fan is sitting before me. Yeah. You wrote, and I love the arc you developed very quickly Thanks. in the Halloween special. Thanks, man. man. It, Thanks. it was very succinct. You immediately knew the character. You awesome. immediately knew Frank. Thank you. What was it like sitting down as a comic fan, going, "This is a Marvel comic." I'm right. It's the craziest. Like I, I, you know, first just getting an email. That was like some dude's name at marvel.com. It's like, I was like, I get a screen cap. It's like image of my inbox. This is like, that's like, I've lived long enough to see that, right? Uh, whether it yielded anything at all is like a neither here nor there. Um, but then, in fact, to actually get to write him, you know, um, I think with any superhero, you don't necessarily pick them so much as they pick you, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, my dad was a big Superman fan, and so I always have a soft spot for Superman, but Frank was who spoke to me off of the shelf, you know, when I was by myself in a comic shop. It was Frank I always went to, and and he's never left me, and so to have gotten the chance to write him is just like... I, I, I could die tomorrow, man. It's 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 the coolest. And thank you for the for the kind words, because like, yeah, I'm I'm super super proud of it. For those who want to track that down, it's the Avengers Halloween special. It came out last fall, and it was your Marvel writing debut. It was indeed. But not your first rodeo with comic book. No, love. no. Uh, who's another character who maybe deserves some more love out there? Uh, I'd have to probably say Captain Canuck. <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, he's if if you grow up in Canada. He's always around, okay? But he's likely on the periphery because he's been in a street fight for shelf space and comic shops in Canada mm. since 1975 or whenever he first came out. You know, like Batman and Iron Man and, and Cap are all front front of the store. Canuck, you have to find him. However, 
in spite of that, in spite of <laughs> the disadvantage of being an independently funded Canadian comic <laughs> in a world dominated by DC and Marvel, he never went away. And uh, and a few years ago, I got to be part. I got joined, got involved in this really cool company called Chapter House uh, out of Toronto, which is uh, this 100% Canadian-owned and operated uh, comic book company that is um, has the mission of taking all these kind of weird golden age Canadian superheroes because we have a very very strange comic book history. Like for example. One of our big booms was in World War II. Nirvana uh, of the Northern Lights, right? Yes. So, so we weren't allowed to have Amer- no American comic books were coming in. There was a paper quota, so nobody was going to print anything huh. that they didn't need to. So all of a sudden, this necessity for comics developed was created, and so you had a real boom in in the '40s with Johnny Canuck and Nirvana and all these different characters, and then it went away. And then the 70s, you have a mini-boom with Canuck um, and Northgard, and then it went away. And and so what we're trying to do at Chapter House is put them all together in a shared universe, um, which is, like, yeah, kind of unparalleled. And yeah. so I've gotten to um, to write a bunch of Captain Canuck. I, I did the bulk of the writing on this um, four-issue arc called uh, Canuck Year One, which is his, kind of his origin story. And I'm really uh, kind of psyched and proud to say that uh, my writing partner and I have, like, gotten the uh, go-ahead, official go-ahead, to um, to write the first Captain Canuck feature. What? Congratulations, so man. Yeah, uh, thank you. It's really we're we're very excited. We're sort of like our frame of reference is kind of those uh, really really great uh, animations that WB does with DC, sort of yeah. feature length cartoons. You know, like uh, Dark Knight Returns, all that stuff. Um, and so we we. Because we, we, we that will afford us to take the chances that we can take because you can go a bit harder in animation than <laughs> yeah. you can in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we also think it's a it, it's a it's a great format to sort of intro that character to a new generation. So uh, so we're really really excited. That's More. fabulous. I work at a shop, so I've seen that the affection is very real. Yes, People it's were very a, excited. It's when, legit. When he started coming around. Oh, again. amazing! That's what I want to so hear. Exciting. Yeah, he means a lot to us. And more and more as these characters evolve and the world evolves in this comic culture, more people are able to translate from page to screen and, and vice versa. You're also directing. Yeah. <laughs> so you're getting the on paper, on writing, on... And what's it like to, to juggle that many different styles of... Do you wake up one day and you're like, directing day hat, <laughs> comic day hat. No, <laughs> it's, it's more it's, it's more like I feel like I'm just running a racket and I'm like, I'm waiting for the other email, which is like, who thought you could do anything? Uh, um, um, but it's it's like I, my house is just covered in um, in movies and comic books, and I this is how I unwind. I enjoy them. My goal since I was a kid was to be able to uh, make a living doing that. Right? My mom said to me when I was little, um, "Find something you would do for free and find a way to get paid to do it." That's the sort of rule for a happy life, I think. And so the fact that I get to not just enjoy movies and comics, but get to help create them is a, is a special thing. Because like, you know, my shelf of movies and comics now some of them are mine, and that's a, <laughs> that's a pretty cool thing. That's beautiful. Thank you. I, I gotta know. I mean, I'm looping back to Punisher. Because it's such a character that is it is so important to so many people. Yeah. You've seen him evolve from Dolph Lundgren to Tom mm-hmm. Jane to John Bernthal, mm-hmm. and you've seen the you know the military adapt his iconography mm-hmm. and have that be so important to so many people. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you the first time you saw him pop up on Daredevil and he was so fleshed out, so nuanced, and he looked like John Avita's drawing? Yeah, no, I. Uh... 
I got to be careful how I choose my, my my words here. I'm not a huge fan of the most recent iteration. Okay. Um, it's it's uh, a bit too far away from what I think it should be. However, he is also the superhero who has had the most trouble getting translated. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that any single Punisher iteration has been right. I think there's been aspects that each thing has gotten right. So mm-hmm. I think like Lundgren is the best to play him, but I'd say the action and violence in Warzone is the kind of closest to the comics that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the Travolta weirdo one probably had the most compelling story, but I, I think like they, they each get something right, mm-hmm. um, but uh, a bunch of shit wrong. And so I kind of still think that the world hasn't seen Punisher the way he should be seen. That's the mark of fandom right there. Yeah, they're like, always like, finding like pieces. This and this, and the perfect one exists in my head? That's exactly it. That's, that, 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 that's exactly it. That's exactly I think, really, the Punisher story the world really needs to see and that would lend itself to uh, cinema the, the the easiest, the most readily, is the Garth Ennis Punisher Born, mm. which is his origin story in Vietnam. Yeah. You know, that's like, that is a simple, straight ahead, you need to know nothing about any shared universe. That's a movie that works whether you give a shit about comics or not, I think. Think, you know. Now, your movie, the next directing experience you've got going on is yeah. Random Acts of Violence, yeah. which is a very punishery title. Yes, it uh, is. <laughs> also an adaptation of a graphic novel. Amazing. Yeah. So, so you've now adapted a character to novel, and yes. now you're adapting a graphic novel. How does it translate in your brain adapting someone else's work versus adapting a character's work? Yeah, it's so you you um, it's 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 tricky because. Uh, they obviously did a lot of stuff right and, and, and created something special for me to connect to it enough to think that it sh- could be a movie, right? Mm-hmm. But I also uh, have to let our creative process, my writing partner Jesse and I, play itself out as well. And so if there's an idea that is right for our movie mm-hmm. that is like foreign to or doesn't come from the source material, if it's right, it's right, you know? Yeah. And so, and, and Jimmy Palmiotti, who wrote Random Acts of Violence mm. has been incredibly cool and uh, our biggest booster the whole time. He he has read every iteration of that script and has always given it his seal of approval. And he came up to Toronto on day one of our shoot and gave us his blessing. And so it's like you have to remember that uh, they're different forms, completely different forms. So whenever someone says, "So oh, the book was better," it's apples and oranges. Like I don't, I don't know that you know what makes a, a book good is different than what makes a movie good, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so we tried our best to honor the idea that that he created, um, and then some. And so, um, so we're we're sort of in the um, latter stages of of the edit right now, which means uh, we'll be posting it very very soon, and then that means. The next step is for it to come out. Um, so hopefully uh, late summer, early fall. Yeah. Congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. People killing it in comics in any direction. I'm always so excited to see like a sweaty do well and like a graphic <laughs> novel come from that. And, like, the evolution. like we're Black happy Christ. for you. We're happy for Jimmy Palmiotti. Yeah. Yeah. Comics, all of it's great. Like mm-hmm. hearing these names said out loud and like Entertainment Tonight is like, yes, yeah, we yes. did it. This is happening. Correct. So Good. is there any property that you love that you think needs more love? You're making Captain Canuck more of a yeah. name. Is there any comic that you've always been like, I want the light shined on that? Yeah. Oh, there's there. there, there. Look. I, I'm not saying me, but someone, someone I think could make a really, really, really authentic uh, adaptation of From Hell. Ooh. I think From Hell is such a um, singular, committed work of art. Um, every every centimeter of that book is part of this cohesive, bleak, 
heavy fucking work of art, man. And I and I think it's brilliant, and I think it's compelling, and it has you know. And by the way, the Hughes Brothers movie is cool, but it has nothing in common except for the title. It's its own <laughs> cool, weird, trippy, psychedelic thing. From Hell, the book has none of that, and 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 I and I was like. I would love to see a black and white adaptation oh, of yeah. From Hell. And so I think it has to be a black and white if you're going to do it. So that's a movie I've been waiting to see since I read that book. So check Make out it happen. From Hell. Check out Random Acts of Violence <laughs> this fall. And check out How to Train Your Dragon. A movie made me cry like three times. Man. Oh, good. I, I'm good. in deep love with this franchise. We're, we're all sadists. So yeah, yeah, like, I appreciate if, it. if you don't cry, we didn't do our job. It's, this is us with dragons. Like, it yes. got me all the way yeah, through, good. man. And, like, the hidden world itself is a beautiful place. It's gorgeous, right? Place. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it brought me back to the playa. Okay. So thank you so much, Thanks. man. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for being part being of this here. whole franchise. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. I can't wait for this movie. Thank you very much. I really, y'all have have to see How to Train Your Dragon 3. It, really it is changed. so good. <laughs> like, I, I've loved this franchise for a decade, and it's so hard when something, like, lands right to really get it across. It comes out later this month. See How to Train Your Dragon. Believe in dragons and heroes. That is what we're here for. Believe in fantasy. I and maybe make, like, a hundred more dragons movies. Maybe forever. Just, you maybe know. all the time. The um, character design, the music, John Powell, everything about it. It's great. Yeah. So, Shout out to John Powell for sure. For making me moved. Uh, now, we are back in the world of minor mutations. For a couple moments, we should finish up on some of the other news that happened this week beyond yes. Hunter Dragon coming out soon. What else called you, Amy, this week? Uh, that Captain Marvel website. Look, oh. you know I'm a 90s baby. You know this about me. Uh, it is amazing. I'm going to say dig around in that source code because uh, there's some fun stuff there. It's a certain Fantastic Four character that I was surprised to oh, see. Oh, that's just their image hosting domain. But it's very fascinating. But it has been for years. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. That's... I got really excited. And I didn't then know I... it had been for years. There's a certain character that's mentioned in the source. It's very fascinating. Interesting. <laughs> but there's a, there's a gif by the guest book with a name that I thought was interesting. Okay, let's uh, check it out. But yeah, anyway, so they put up a website. It is un- a typical 90s under construction. Like it's, it's <laughs> was it GeoCities? Was that was the, the it looks, it looks like a building back in the day? Like I'll never forget. I was back in college when like the internet became a thing, mm. and my buddy was like, "Mike, you gotta go with me to the library. You just type in Batman in the computer, and it'll bring up a website <laughs> with all Batman stuff." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and we're sitting there, and it's like like 97, 96, and then I was like, it was like you know just a picture. But I was like, "What is this? I can just type in Mortal." Combat and there's stuff on Mortal Kombat, a, a movie. It was yep. it's, it's, to be in that age of the birth of like the internet. It's and I think like the, insane. The site is probably a couple years past the movie, but like that's just Perfect. nitpicking. Oh yeah, it, it was so well done. Yeah, it a was, shout out to the people at Marvel who made that put was that fantastic. Together. It was marketing. just adorable. Just, yeah. And it, we're talking about a website. I haven't talked about a website for ads in years. Like I've not thought about right. like a, a so, company. I would being love like, for people that are like <laughs> I'd say let's say uh, thirty. 14 right now to, to go to the Captain Marvel website and like, what is this? They're not going to know what they're looking for. And I it's love that. Us. I love It's that. for us. It's, it's for the so generation cool. that heard burner, burner, as you turn your computer on. That's for us. Now, there were two TV spots as well, and I know you love both of those while we're on Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, go watch the TV spots. Uh, if you're not at the point where you're avoiding marketing materials to wait I've for the stopped. movie, yeah, um, which is I did fair. see that one. I did see um, that one. But like, y'all, they're so good, and it's just getting better, and I'm so excited. Now, shows-wise, I am very interested in this quote from the Gotham showrunner because I've always thought that Gotham was going to land with Batman and I love that he described the finale Ooh. as a Batman pilot. I mm. think that's a fascinating way to go, hey we're ending where we intended to this was the goal, this is now where Batman can launch from. I don't think it's an implication that it is a Batman pilot. I think it's a great way to say, we know where our story ends we planned this all along, 
along, this is what the Gotham show was meant to land on. I think that quote is as interesting as anything that's come from the show because I, I think that says we had a message from the beginning we were trying to get to. It sounds like everything was very thought out. What do you guys think about the idea of ending it on like a, a Batman pilot? Uh, I, I, they stuck to their guns. He said from the beginning, he's like, no matter where we end with the show, it will end with him in the suit. If we mm-hmm. have to do a time jump. So they said that from the beginning. I am not a fan of Gotham. As okay. Being that I am Mr. Batman, I am not a fan. <laughs> and I know people, everyone has tried to get me on board. I've tried to watch episodes. It's just not my thing. I, I will say the production value on that show is phenomenal. They make New York look like Gotham, which some of the films haven't been able to do. Uh, if it's a good suit, I will be happy. <laughs> Fair. Uh, we've seen some stuff that has happened. I know TV budgets are different, but if that's what you're putting your money into, he's got to look damn good. And I heard that rumor. It might have been a couple weeks ago where it's like it's going to be his face, but the body might be as a different actor perhaps to get the size. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm okay. Everything, that's, everything that I've seen like production-wise on that show is great. So I have faith. I will probably eventually someday go back and watch all of Gotham. Uh, but if they're saying it's a pilot for a potential, like, it looks like a pilot for a potential Batman series, I'm like, that means he's bat- that's, it's he's Batman-centric. Batman. So, yeah. Okay. Maybe that'll okay. be your episode. Maybe a little Batcave in there. Board. A little Batcave in there. I'll, I'll, I will definitely watch that. Okay. And now what about Pennyworth? Is that oh. intriguing? Because, I mean, while we're on Bat TV. I'm into it. Yeah, it's Mark Ellis. Of course you got to be. I mean, yeah. But like, what about, nice I mean, dude. it's a 60s kind of... And it's the showrunner from Gotham, right? Or one of the creators of Gotham went back and now did this. So it's like he knows how to create a world that isn't like – that's what I love about Gotham on that show. It's like it's our world, but it's different. I love the fact – it's like the animated series. Like you've got fedoras and you've got black and white TVs, but you've got cell phones. It's mm-hmm. that weird nebulous – so if they're doing that a 60s kind of aesthetic, but it's that nebulous – modern cars i'm like that's i'm on board to me it looks like q and bond it looks like right. to me yeah. that but era bond with the future tech I, and that sounds fantastic a that, bond show with batman verse that wasn't what i was thinking i was picturing alfred being more of the sas and all that like Got more it. rough and tumble so this is more oh he's james bondish i'm like okay yeah i, I will give anything a shot once same always yeah. i watch the first three board. episodes yeah. i will give it a chance beyond the pilot even and like, see what and we had a, a bunch of great bat news this week because we also got the casting for for the villain for batwoman right? yes oh um, yes which i made me very excited because i was like you've read the books good great yes okay. you guys are aware i mean batman is coming to fruition in a way that we've been waiting for for years we did lose batfleck as a cost of it which is a bummer for me because i like Batfleck I'm, quite a bit yeah but too. out of that out of those ashes is coming a lot of bat content a the batman movie with a rogues gallery that's big enough that Jack Black is right. lobbying. There's a lot oh, of Okay, goodness. but is there like, I know he said we're building a rogues gallery, but does that quote just mean our movie will have villains in it? Or like, are we all running way too far with this rogues gallery quote to be like, there will be 75 villains? I, I think, it, I, I'm a, and I'm hoping it is a, we're establishing the world of Gotham. Like, I, I always look back on like the, the, the Dark Knight that, you know, everyone loves, and I think it's a great film, but like the, the Chechen. Should have been the penguin. Mm. Right He's an arms dealer. It's right there. It's cobble, but you just call him Cobblepot. Yeah. And it's done. Simple. Don't just be cast scared of the name. Yeah, Don't so it's just like, I think yeah. when he means rogues galleries, we're establishing the world. Because when you open a Gotham Batman comic, everyone's there, but they don't, they're not the focal point. So it's yeah. like, that's the supporting character that makes Batman so good as a supporting cast, the rogues. And with a detective story, you can have him bust different villains. You can have him evolve. Yeah. He, can, he can interrogate someone. That's a scene with Penguin. That's a scene with this right. character. That's a scene with, like, it doesn't have to be the focal point, but it can give us that fandom of, like, oh, and hopefully blah, blah, blah. studios, when they're like, well, he's Penguin, he's got to be the main villain. Yeah. I think they want to get past that studio mentality of these supporting characters. These are the supporting characters just because they're known to, in the past, carry movies. 
we just want to see them peppered in. Same. I'm excited for that world, and I think yeah. that Matt Reeves is going to give us that because I love his apes. And I will uh, one more minor if we have sure. time. Uh, the EC Comics news. Okay. Oh yes. Uh, this I'm very. It's very early days. The announcement just happened. Uh, but even if you don't think you've heard of EC Comics, you have heard of EC Comics. They are an absolutely legendary golden age publisher um, that hired the greatest artists working in comics, one of the most, one of the two most famous bullpens in comics, like 60s Marvel and 50s EC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was headed up by Bill Gaines, who lived a fascinating life, got dragged in front of Congress. Uh, the comics code resulted from all of this. We've all been talking about how they need to make a movie of this forever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm fascinated by it. And uh, they published books like a little thing called Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. So they went on to inspire all of the horror wor- directors working today, like trace their roots back to the stuff all of the like thriller and suspense guys pay homage to ec comics uh and netflix is clearly just in the comic book business now um as we see with a bunch of these uh so this deal makes perfect sense i'm very excited uh the bill Gaines movie needs to happen maurice ever needs to be in it i'm very excited I'm excited. I love your zeal for EC Comics. I've heard it many times. I think Netflix is the I place. They give, they give creatives a lot of freedom, and that's what this movie needs to tell a real story. I don't want it to be like a highlight reel. I want to know what happened. I think people need to know how comics were formed. I think it's important. Yeah. So, speaking of comics, we got a comic pull list for you this week. <laughs> Now, this week, I actually found two trades I was excited for. I felt very much like Amy Dolan pulled <laughs> trades for this. I'm very excited. The first one is Mr. Mr. Miracle, the trade paperback that a lot of people discovered, Mr. Tom King. Mr. Miracle is so good, and now you can buy it as one and read the whole thing at once. It's incredible. Uh, so that's finally available, which is great news. Uh, sweet, bittersweet news. Ms. Marvel 38 is out this week, and it is the final issue of five years of G. Willow Wilson on Ms. Marvel, uh, the character she co created uh so don't so pick that up i love that cry. run read it all start at 38 go back no start at don't one uh amazing spider-man number 15 is out this week i have loved this comic from the jump it keeps impressing me it is a very accessible book you can pick it up anywhere i want this book to get a lot of love and a new edition of a landmark indie torso has a new trade paperback out from brian michael bendis and, and friend of the mark show andreco? mark and draco <laughs> mark and draco helped write this with bendis he's the co-writer on it i love that this book is out in trade because now a lot of people will get a new generation of people on this book because it came out a bit ago. Yeah. I, this book is incredible. Fincher optioned it at one point, I think, to make a movie. He, out of yeah, it. Like, he was telling me, uh, and Drake was telling me about the, the, the script that they'd written for that. And yeah. I was like, uh, why is this not written? Why is this not out? Why? There's Fincher so much, and Draco and yeah, Bendis. Just, come on. There's so much Bendis and Brubaker that I just don't get why it hasn't already come to the movies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the final pick of the week is Captain Marvel number two. And I had to throw this on there because I picked number one but ha- before I had a chance to read it, so I didn't get to tell y'all. It's so good! Uh, uh, this run is fantastic. Carmen Canero, I don't know where they found her, but she is killing it on the art. Kelly the Thompson is writing an amazing Carol. Uh, it has a wonderful, like, high concept. It's comic book fun. It grounds you in the character. I'm so excited about this book. Now, this week, out of those, or in general, what comics are you reading right now that you're loving? Uh, Mr. Miracle was great. Mm. Yeah, so, but I read that. I, I'm at that level where it's just like, do I get every issue every month, or do I wait for the trade? I'm a weekly guy. It's, like, it's, it's a lot. Um, what am I reading right now? Prodigy. It's really good. Mm, I like, I, I'm Mark really Miller. digging that. Yeah, I'm really digging that. Um, Detective Comics has got me back on board. Yeah. I was off for a little while. Okay. Uh, but now we're in that countdown to 1,000 yeah, right and, now. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, that's getting, that's getting exciting. Um, let's see, Marvel... 
they did the new man uh, Daredevil, restarted that with yeah. number one. So I was on board. Like I'm always I don't know about you guys. For me, if I don't know the team involved, the right the art hooks me first. Mm-hmm. Like if I flip through a book and say it's like, oh, this looks great, I'll go for it. And yeah, then the, it's the writing that's gonna keep me around. So the art in this is phenomenal. The longevity of a book is usually the team. For right. me, the art is the the cover and then the first three pages is like yeah, it's like a pilot. Like, like I, right. I need to be involved yes. from visually. Yeah. And then a writer will keep me I I'm more likely to find a writer's other work than an artist's. Like yes, I look absolutely. up Tom King's everything because I love Tom King's Batman. I love right. Tom sure. King's Batman. And so I discovered other things. But an artist, I will that's how I pick up the book in the first place. So I agree, yeah. it's just it's interesting how your brains work with you know, and I kind of see for me it's like if those if the artists or writers that get mainstream like DC or Marvel, then I go and find their other stuff. Because I, I I'm a kid of Marvel and DC, so I grew up in that, so now I'll find the fringe stuff like uh, Mitch Gerard's. Like mm-hmm. him, yeah. it's like I find his DC stuff and, and I'm like oh, and Marvel stuff and I was like, oh, oh, and I'll go back and get his all his other stuff. It's like, oh my god. This yeah. Like so, stuff like that. I, I find them in the, the the big guys first, and then I, I love that off. about the the modern model where a lot of creators, maybe the majority of them, are working both in the big companies yes. and on their own, right. which makes it fantastic because either they they hone their skills, they get their shot at the bigs, they then take their reputation and relaunch new yes. indie stuff, and ideally, it all feeds each other, and it gives us so many places to go. Like Mark Miller runs around grabbing just the best artists yeah. in oh the world gosh. for his minis. Magic Order's out today. I yeah. think you said you were excited for that. Love a magic word. Um, but like it, it's it's fantastic because you can trace the web in any direction and then you will find pay dirt. Right. I don't, that metaphor fell apart. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're not you know I, I, mean. I guess I am the 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 culprit of like just the DC Marvel guy, but I do love the indie stuff. That but it's I usually find it through that and mm-hmm. then it filters out that way. But that's like indie um, film. Like you watch yeah, Tom Hardy movies right, in theaters right, and then you find Bronson later and you should find absolutely. Bronson. But that's I mean that's how it works. Yeah. So I think I think it's fair as long as you hunt, as long as you find it. Right. And I'm a completion of some artists like George. Perez, Mark Bagley. There's certain artists that I found on mainstream, and now I find all their stuff, and I own all their stuff yeah. for the same purpose. Uh, so that is all the time we have for this week. Next week, we're going to try to be Twitter-centric, because you guys had some of the best questions. Oh, like, so many questions. What was the percentage? Was it, was like, it was like 80% amazing questions, which is a strong ratio. I was <laughs> like, like, you know, what kind of mac and cheese do you like? Yeah. Craft or do they... For an open-source Twitter. That's a Gail Simone question. Yeah. That's yeah. A, and yeah, by the way, if you're not following Gail Simone on Twitter, um, be warned, she is usually sarcastic, but it is oh, always sweet. Yeah. And good-natured, and it is so funny. And uh, as always, look up any of these minor mutations, dig into these stories, because the Twitter thing alone is well worth the price of admission. Dive into Twitter, find all that weirdness. There's so much fast food goodness. And as always, until next week, stay sweaty. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. 
It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.